Hello, 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 and I salam alaikum. Welcome to the conversation piece with your host, Akila. Hi, I'm Akila the creator and host of the Conversation Peace podcast. And yes, I have more to say. This season, me and my guests lay our souls bare, sharing our lived experiences to not only heal our wounds, but to hopefully help others as well. I found my voice and I hope you like it. So come along on this journey with me. I promise I don't bite. Well, maybe just a little. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. If CC knew, I was in my office right now trying to sing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the premiere episode of season three. We do not hold back. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to season three of the conversation piece. I'm your host, Akila. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing a very special person in my life, Cece. Ah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. What's up? It's your girl, Cece, and I am thrilled to be here with the conversation piece. And Akila, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me. No problem. <laughs> no problem. We're going to be discussing a variety of topics surrounding yes. relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, sisterhood friendships uh how to make one last yes and how to push when you're dealing with relationships how to push through and come out a better person but still hold on to those um those special bonds in your life yes and for those of you who hear a mower in the background i I apologize today of all days they wanted to uh they decided to to mow their lawn yes as i'm doing a podcast (laughs) now granted they didn't know I was doing a podcast, but still. <laughs> they still want them up. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. It'll stop nothing. Exactly. I can edit. Yeah, part. Okay. All right. So we were talking um friendships. Like I think we're our, we're each other's first friend. Yes. That's, That's crazy. dope. That's dope. We're both, I'm not gonna tell our age, but we're both over forty. And it's not <laughs> Well, okay, look, I'm 43. I'm going to own it. I'm 45. Yeah, and Whatever. to say that, that a lot of people can't do that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, and it's a blessing. It really, truly is. Has it been easy? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it. You know what I'm saying? And um, to realize truly, I mean, you know, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying like relationships because you can tell the value of it yeah. if it's worth saving or not and you and i have our ups and downs whatever but i think in the end we both realize it's worth salvaging absolutely it's, worth it's real yeah. if it if it real, <laughs> they say you know in the streets it's like a little saying if it's real it'll come back <laughs> you for, I, you I know i never heard that but really oh well you know you from know, the not, streets my proximity to the streets is <laughs> not you know and you know what that's the beautiful difference between us 
I realized that it really is because, you know, I'm more street than you. And, and, and at first, I feel like that was the difference. Let me bring it back. Um, Akila and I, I, we were raised, like our childhood, we came up together and then I moved away. When I was like in like the 80, 1989, it wasn't until we were adults when we came back together. But when we came back together, you know, I had this foundation built and you have this foundation built and they were completely different. Yeah. And I don't think we, I don't think I knew how to celebrate those differences, mm. honestly, picking the differences apart. Yeah, I don't think I, I really knew how to celebrate those differences. You know, with me being more, you know, hood tendencies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, just keeping the G, you know? Yeah. And um, anyway, but. You know, there's something to be said that because I'm not, I don't have hood tendencies, whatever that is. Yeah. But I think within our, within the communities, we're judged because of that. Like, yeah. oh, you're not black enough or you're too yeah. black. It's like, well, what is that? Because right. I, I've heard it all my life. I'm t- I'm, art- I'm too articulate, too really? smart. Uh, girl. Yes. Well, you know what? I don't know why I'm talking about really because, honestly, I adapted to the streets because I was bullied. Oh. I was bullied because I was smart. Wow. You know, I'm just keeping uh, for real. No. I, yeah, I was actually, when we moved away, you already know, mm-hmm. in our childhood, I don't think, I don't know if we had a normal childhood because we were scholarly yeah because <laughs> as of our children parents. yeah well. as children and um that i i lost touch with that because when i moved people used to pick on me you know see, higher so grade because my mom kind of validated me early she always stressed yeah see that that's education the... is important you go to school for education you that's don't go right. there for a popularity contest you know mm-hmm. this i mean it's good to have friends but yeah that's not what your aim is and so my mom she made our clothes but the way that i wore it i wore that stuff like it just came off the rack yeah. you know and i that's got compliments up. from it it's yeah. not how you carry yourself but yeah, but the whole thing about valuing education, like, that was a value in our community at one time. It seems like we've lost that. Yeah. I think people get, yeah, I agree. I agree because I definitely lost it, but I lost it on purpose. Survival. Being, be, you know, intelligent, have book smarts, or you need to learn how to survive and navigate these streets. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? Like that was, and so for me, it was easier to just learn how to navigate the streets because it didn't come with all the extra. Okay. Yeah. So I put I I started to neglect that side of me. Not neglect it. I mean, if you're smart, you're smart. But Mm -hmm. I dulled it. I dumbed it down, so to speak. (laughs) I did. I spent years dumbing it down so that and focused more so on survival then elevating to get out of it. So and then, looking back, you think you're bullied because they were jealous of you? Or because... Absolutely. Or because they didn't know any better. I, I, I'd be so... I'm a little hesitant to use um, the jealousy and envy, although we know it's real. Mm-hmm. We know it's real, but I feel like that's for each individual to be accountable for. Yeah. It's not for me to put it on because I'm none of those things. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't really tell what's what with somebody else, but I feel like when people don't um when they don't know when they only see what they see 
then how how can they move different you know what i'm saying they have to learn to move different and if you're not in the environment and conducive to learning or teaching in that different manner then you just it's just a cycle that keeps going and going and somebody at some point it has to break they just didn't i feel like they just didn't know they were they were surviving too and maybe that's how they learned to survive by picking on someone else or and i love these people you know to me it it became it became okay to be picked on because that's just what it was that, no, you said it became okay to be picked on. Like, yeah. I've never heard it framed like that. Like, mm-hmm. It became okay. Like, it, at some point, I mean, because I love these people. Right. Like, we be, we became friends. Yeah, you know. It was like the age of roasting. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, you know you got to have tough skin because you yeah. could just walk by. In like the circle, you know, people roasting and you walk by. It's like, ooh, I don't want to make no noise. <laughs> Oh man, it's so you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and so we had I had to I had to develop some sort of thick skin to not allow what people said. If I allow, if I continue to allow what people said to affect me, I don't know. I really don't know where I would be. Maybe back in hindsight, I'm glad it happened to me when I was a little girl. But um, I was six, six or seven. I was young. I was molested by a a, a, a guy who broke into our house, and I know that impacted me for like the longest time. I remember immediately afterwards, like the following day or so, I don't want anybody touching me. Yeah. Not even my mom. I don't want anybody in my space. That violation feeling is real. I mean, he violated me in their house too. Yeah. My mom. I didn't know that we had to. We had to. We couldn't sleep in. We couldn't sleep in the house. That night, uh, the next day, we had to go up to Tampa. And so I was wondering, because my sister was sleeping in the bed next to me, and I was like, I wonder if she, I don't think he messed with her. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if he did, she probably would have woke up, and that probably would have spiraled out of control, whatever. I know my brother remembers it because he mentioned it one day. I didn't think he, I didn't think he would remember it. I know, my mom definitely remembers it. Of course. I was in college, and I got a, a victim letter. When you're a victim of a crime, they send you a letter to let you know that if they're going to be let out or whatever, they, they notify you. And so... Like I pushed all this, pushed all this down, right? And so I'm reading the letter, and I'm like, "Who is this?" I said, "Mom." I said, "This is so and so," and she got quiet. I'm like, "Who is that?" She's like, "That's the man that came into our house." And boom, I was right back at that moment. I was like, "Um, okay." They're like, "She's like, what does the letter say?" I'm like, "Um, they're saying he has to be let out for a procedure to be, for HIPAA law. They couldn't say what it was." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, "Call if you feel comfortable with them letting him out." And um, I'm like, well, what should I say? And she's like, tell them you don't feel comfortable with them letting him out. I'm like, okay. So I called, said what I had to say. And then I remember the short, the time between the first letter and the second letter was short because I got a letter saying he passed away. Really? Yeah. So he must have had, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was something that excelled quickly, whatever. Yeah, he violated me, but but he also kind of like violated her because she just, she her recall was like, boom, on a, like she was like Johnny on the spot. I was like, wow. And for the longest time, I would deny that I was a victim of sexual assault, you know. Mm. And so I had to push through that. And then my mom, she gave me, she saved all the clippings, the depositions. She saved everything. And she presented to me in a folder. I have it in my bedroom, actually. And I was reading through it. And I said, I want to write, I want to do something with it. I don't know what yet. Our parallels in that, how we experience it differently. But she, 
I pushed it down. She collected stuff and then gave to it to purge me. purge it out. Yeah. I didn't see it as have her, that's her purging out. I just, yeah. I didn't realize how much that affected her too. Cause she Absolutely. had to push through that. She had to push through that too, yeah. but she had to be a mother. She had to protect I me. She had to push through it for herself and for you. Yeah. Cause that's a double, like that's your mother. I told y'all we about to go there. Yeah. <laughs> this season, I'm not messing around with y'all. I know that's right. Who came to play? Nobody. <laughs> you know, that's I don't that's know how much real. time we got left on this planet. I know that's right. It's yeah. things that need to be said. said exactly. Like these healing words, these real... My word <clears throat> this season for me is realization. Mm-hmm. That is my word. These... I, I, I was just telling patients last night, I have come to the realization <laughs> that I am a realizer and and that's a blessing. I commend you for sharing, even getting to the point where you're sharing, you know what I mean? A portion of a Because I don't feel like I story. should be in a space anymore where I'm holding on to stuff and uh-uh. like I'm using this platform to share my vulnerabilities because I realize I'm not in this by myself. Nope. There's probably somebody on the other side of the world or whoever's listening. Girl, there's somebody on the other side of this table. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Our stories are so similar as women. Our story, men too, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, I'm a woman, so I'm speaking from the perspective in which I'm accustomed to. And our stories are too, way too similar. Mm. And it's way too quiet for us to have all this in common mm-hmm. and carry all this like baggage. We sure quiet about it. Yeah. It's quiet as kept, you know? And that's that, that, that is the more reason to speak up. Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's real because somebody out there that's being, you know, sexually abused or abused or Whatever the case may be in this toxic situation, they may hear this. They will hear this. That's how similar these stories are. They will. There will be somebody, and it'll help them. It'll help them to reconcile their emotion, mm-hmm. reconcile how they're they're to heal. I, my biggest thing, I was molested. I was raped. I was all of it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was, you know, all of it as well. Repeatedly, you know, different people. You know, my whole, my whole situation is so warped when it comes to sex. So I didn't know how to, and I kept it all to myself. So that support, I was just, when you was like, you know, my mom kept this and that. I didn't have that support. I didn't have that support. And and you know what? Because I was too scared to tell them. Mm-hmm. I was too scared to tell my mom. My daddy died not knowing. And my mama, she read, I I put it, I, I, that was my way. I just really kind of came out publicly about that in my book. I gave her a copy of my book. Whether she read it, I don't know. Very powerful book, by the way, y'all. It's called Press. No, I'm serious. It's called Press On. There were certain chapters in there. I was just like, wow. What? Especially, I think it's chapter six through seven. Mm-hmm. No, six through eight. I was just like, girl, I had to fight back tears. I was like, Aww. wow. Because it was like, 
it was so vi- you paint very vivid pictures. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And that was being nice because the original. I'm just. I'm saying this as a joke. It's not funny, but it is. But it's not. But it is. But it's not. Oh, uh, <laughs> because the original writing was graphic. Oh wow. Yeah. And so Paige, um, my partner Paige, she he, she looked over it. I'm sorry. She kind of helped me get it together to submit because, of course, I had it edited, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to get it, you know, to the best I could get it before I submitted it to editing. She read it. She was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Honey, oh, wait. <laughs> I don't think. She was just the whole time. She was just like, oh, we're going to have to smooth this out. <laughs> I don't know if you want to give the reader this type of experience. I, I know hear, what you're saying. I can hear Paige now. Yeah, she was bad, like, bad. <laughs> "Look, we gonna have to smooth this out." Yeah. I don't, I don't think the editor's gonna no, nah, babe, yeah. no. Nah. She was like, "You don't want to shock the reader." Like it was a couple things. It was like, uh, you know, be careful. You don't want to shock the reader too much. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh." Oh, okay, because, all right, we can smooth it out, but I'm just keeping their blood raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. I ain't lie about nothing. Yeah. But anyway, so I end up smoothing it out a lot. That's why. And I'll leave. But anyway, thank you so much. Thank you for your time with reading it, for real. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got, girl, where's my book? I got all kind of sticky notes in the book. <laughs> There's probably more sticky notes in the book than actual pages. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> God help me write that book because um, I felt like I was in a safe a safe place to reflect. You know, uh, the journey that I went through, I had a period of stillness in my life and it was necessary. It was hard, but it was necessary because it allowed me to really, truly just put some things in perspective and forgive. You said the magic word earlier when you said forgiving oh man forgiving is for us it ain't for them yeah i had to really truly realize hold up what y'all did y'all did that does y'all walk around here being dysfunctional you know it happened to me it's not who i am Mm -hmm. it happened to me but i didn't realize it wasn't who i am because honestly that's the way i viewed sex because that's all i knew so i thought that's who i was so I allowed people, I, I, I catered to these men with my silence. Mm. I, I was loyal to the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? I, I would be loyal to them, let them do thee, thou, and thou, and be quiet about it. Don't say nothing. Just let you turn around the next day or the next week, and then you tell your friends. And then I, I'll talk about it now, you know what I'm saying, because I'm I'm grateful because I could have came out a whole nother kind of way. Yeah, when – I won't say his name, even though I know his name, but the molester or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, um, I, felt, I felt like I was like out of my body, mm-hmm. right? But I was listening, I was distinctly listening to when he um went out the front door. <laughs> the balls go out the front door. And I was like, in that moment, I was just thinking, like, I could have kept that then, kept that, just, and no one would have known. But I immediately got up. Something led me to get up and go into my mom and dad's room and say, Mom, Dad, there was a man in the house. What would I be like if I didn't tell my parents 
Because I feel like a lot of us who are assaulted in that way, we think we're being punished in that moment. Like, well, this is happening to me because I'm a bad person. But like you were saying, that there's something wrong with them, not you. I could have got back into my bed and just curled up in a ball and Lord and carry that with me and my mom and, and not tell my mom and my not dad. And then my mom you. and dad are like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Why are you acting this? Why are you acting this way? But yeah. something was like, no, go tell your parents. Mm-hmm. Like I just, that's real. Yeah. I, sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I did tell, cause I never did tell nothing, mm. nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell, and and then I got to the point where it wasn't, ain't no need to tell. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really did, right or wrong. I did. I got to the point where I'm like, ain't no need to tell, especially after my daddy died. Mm. I was like, well, I ain't even tell my daddy, so I bring this up now. you for listening i appreciate all the support for those of you who follow me on spotify and don't want to miss out on any new episodes turn on the notification button you can also find the conversation piece podcast on google podcast our heart radio pocket cast radiopublic.com breaker.audio and anchor.fm backslash akila lynch spelled a-q-u-i-l-a dash L-Y-N-C-H. Thank you for your support. Now, why the hell don't do it this long? I keep forgetting how what a special relationship we have with your father because I don't know one time we went, you took me on a trip to South Carolina, mm-hmm. to Greenville. Okay, first of all, the elevation... <laughs> here it's flat in florida had i not known that (laughs) listen ladies and gentlemen i was in the bed flat because my 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 legs were like where you going i was not prepared yeah for this a slight elevation yeah just a slight yeah child yeah. Ooh, yeah. But I remember Caesar's head Caesar's head mountain. Yeah, yeah. But I remember one time we um you cried in front of me because you were you were thinking about your father. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I miss my daddy. Yeah. Yeah, me and my daddy, we were close. We were close. Not to say me and my mama weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect my mom. My mother's still living. I respect my mother. Um, we're just we we're, we're not as close as me and my daddy was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, my dad was a G. But my mom, my mom is a tremendously strong woman. Mm-hmm. She really is. Honestly, ain't no telling. Just like I'm, 
you know, held everything, really everything I've been through, like from my parents, they have no clue. Or maybe they do and they never said nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I said, that silence. That silence. I noticed that about, especially within a black community, that communication. Yeah. Especially between generations. Like, it's just either it's there or it's just non-existent. Yeah. But we got to learn to get over that. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't think it was a lot of communication in... They, definitely the communication could have been a lot better in my opinion in our in our household but honestly that's what taught me to communicate because i don't want to what am no you know what i mean like no let's let's talk about it like what's wrong what's let's be that village you know for each other because we need it who walk around here just a one-man show and and successful at it and and healthy and they feel good and all of that kind of stuff all the attributes that's needed to truly pursue and evolve in this life man you have a support there's there's a support system in place you know what i'm saying there's a a a a faith system in place a belief system in place all of that all of these systems just like our body systems work together okay well that's like an extension of our human body systems the support and belief and and financial you know you know what i mean these are systems and we can't you know like take a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of that no we truly we, we gotta we gotta develop these things whether they're there or not it's no I think excuse people who say that concept like it does take a village like yeah um, they say if you want to go somewhere quickly go by yourself mm-hmm. you want to go far go in a group yeah we've lost like, especially people who become successful like they it's like you didn't get to where you were by yourself someone helped someone helped you along the somebody way somebody helped God, I think we that's got where some to. of the stagnation comes from because at the end of the day you you know you you spend more time with yourself and be comfortable with yourself but there's a resistance because we some people don't want to own up to the past and want to own up to their part that they played in the the, the arrested development of themselves like for instance one thing i had to push through was issues with my, my uh, biological father like because i didn't know him i didn't meet him till i was 27 and even that was a very and for some reason my energy kept wanting to like find out who he was mm-hmm. you know um, because my mom would say, and I'm sure she didn't intend this, but she would say, you didn't get that from my side of the family. I'm like thinking, well, if it's not your side of the family, it had to come from somewhere else. Right. Because the man I see right in front of me, that's my stepfather, you know? Mm-hmm. So it didn't come from him, so it had to come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so it was like my energy went to find out who this person was because, you know, if I want to, you know, accept it or not, he's still a part of me. And so I didn't meet him until I was 27. And honestly, goodness... I'm looking back as like, was that wasted energy? Because he kept putting up, he kept putting up barriers to, to, to break through our relationship. And, um, and talking to my mom, he had to deal with a lot. He had to overcome a lot, but that stunted his growth. And I'm sitting here in front of him, like, I'm your daughter. Like it or not, I didn't really ask to be here, but I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you want to have a, a relationship with me or not but i mean i asked him i wrote him a letter a very personal letter and i sent it to him and i asked him did he get it and he was like he kind of hesitated i'm like did you get it or not 
he wouldn't answer. There are certain questions he wouldn't answer. I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking it, it was frustrating. And I'm thinking about like, but a part of me had to like forgive him because of what he went through in order for me to progress further. I mean, I still, there are certain moments where I think about him, but I can't, if I want to grow, I can't stay stuck in that. Right. And that, and that honestly, that to me gives proof to your question. The answer to your question was that wasted energy. No, because without it, it, it was not wasted because you did what you had to do. Now, how the response came, that ain't had nothing to do with you. Yeah, it really didn't. I realize that, was, that now. Yeah, that back had, then you don't realize. Right? That. Yeah, when you in it, it's hard to see. You did what you was led to do for your peace. You know, trying to reconcile, but everything we try don't work in the way that we want it to. But then again, it worked how it needs to. And um, so, no, that was not wasted energy. Actually, it like as you was talking, I'm like, you was getting it out. Yeah. Like, that was your way. So, all these bags that we, that I know I don't carry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All, yeah. all these bags. Instead, you were sorting through. You were donating some of this stuff. <laughs> you were putting it down. You was taking the trash out. You know, you was you were cleaning up your personal space, and I and I applaud you for that. Thank you. For real, because don't like don't don't it, don't you feel better? Just imagine yeah. if you didn't do any of it. Because I, I was always I was always probably I always had that nagging thought of what if, what if, what if. That's that's real. It's very real, you know. And it and time is i mean we it's unknown as you know you know your father passed away mm-hmm. you know you just i mean look hindsight is just in time for you to be inquisitive and for you to expel that energy when he was alive Overcoming adversity. I know we shared a we. <clears throat> that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But what are some steps? Like if we can, like I, the, your listener right now, you know, like how can we help them overcome something? What's the first thing? What's the first thing we we should do to overcome? Honestly, for me, this is the way I see it. First of all, have an honest look at yourself in the mirror and acknowledge that you're not perfect. You're never not perfect, and it never will be. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. You ha- there has to be some kind of not necessarily religion, but a spirit, a spiritual, a spirituality aspect to it. You have yeah. to realize that there is something bigger than you. Gotcha. Connect yourself to that gotcha. because that that essence of of uh, grandeur, that's that yeah. whatever is bigger than you. Yeah, that will put that will put you and be sincere. That will put he, they. Listen, God will put people in your life, put you in circumstances to help you get where you need to go. Yeah. But you got to be sincere about it. Real talk. Yeah. So I Real think those talk. three steps. Mm-hmm. Look yourself in the mirror and acknowledge what your what your faults are. You're not perfect. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. Because what you're about to connect to is perfect. And that perfection will guide you along the way. That part. Beautifully said. Oh, Nila. <laughs> Though Akila just, I hope y'all for real, for real listening, because that was some real talk just now. Akila just gave three actionable 
steps to truly step into the lane of getting to know yourself and in doing so you will overcome any overcome any adversity thrown your way and i'm still going through it so don't think that i've gotten to my destination i haven't i'm oh, still no. working my way destination through destination is death oh yeah yeah, to to me in my eyes, destination is death. Like if I'm still living, I ain't got that. I, I haven't I haven't arrived. The work don't stop. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You it's always well, the way something. I see a destination. Your final destination is back to the creator. That's back, okay. back to the origin. That's what I'm talking about. Because yeah, for some people they think death. Oh, that's it. No, it continues. You right. Not yeah, in you, the same. Maybe not in the same body. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you right. Just in different form. Go back to yeah, absolutely. Go back that's to the creator. What I mean. Yeah, for and, real. As they say, going back home. You going back home? Yeah, you know. And, and, and but we have a job to do, y'all. We have a job to do. And if you're listening to me and I'm listening to you, because I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. You listen to me, I'm listening to you. Know that we have work to do. And we can. We can. We will. We are. I know that sounds good. We are. <laughs> we are the world. We are the world. <laughs> but for real, we can, man. We can. I wish somebody would. Ain't I have the spirit. I honestly, there is nothing I can't do. Scared. Fear does not. That's an oppression tactic. Fear is an oppression tactic that's lingered for a very, very long time. How do you think our relationship lasted so long? Because I think with each, because I noticed that with other friendships that I have, there's a tinge of, I wouldn't say underlying competitiveness. And I think overall society kind of pits women against each other in that, in that regard to see each other's competition. That's which, deep. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. Again, but it was a concept of, uh, we were discussing yesterday about how with marginalized groups, they throw you crumbs. And within mm-hmm. those crumbs, they have each other pitting against each other, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and women fall into that. But I was just, because I was never raised to see another woman tell another person as competition. That's another person. You judge them accordingly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was just wondering why. Because I noticed that even with um, some conversations with my nieces, my nieces and my sons, my nieces, they're like, they're like, I don't like other females. I'm like, well, why? They're like, oh, they're catty and da 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 I'm like, like, we're still perpetuating that, that, that notion of you can't trust other women. And at the end of the day, sometimes that's who you need are, are other women. Absolutely. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I feel like we've had our friendship the way it for so long, X amount of years, because we both began a journey of learning who we are. I feel like, I know everything I say, come back to that. But that's real though, you know, because I, I can, per- perception begins in the mind right you know and and if we learn um to truly perceive what's real then we begin to learn how to cope with what's real we begin to learn how to move through what's real but if we we if we're if our perception is diluted with this created reality or with this judgmental spirit or with this with these bags of things that we're holding on to, it, it warped our perception. Okay, I say that to say um, that journey of learning who you are just individually helps 
building relationships not just our relationship but all relationships because of how we perceive you know like we're more in touch with (laughs) we're in touch with reality and not to say that like you were saying about your nieces okay it's a lot it's a lot that we as women not just the young women but the older women too that we have to learn about ourselves because for whatever reason that cattiness is real that cattiness is real it's a lot of people out here miserable that's just a manifestation of something else we bypass all of that as we get to know ourselves and as we as we walk in our authenticity we begin to bypass that so we don't have a problem some problems that people run into in friendships when they're not on a journey and they're not willing to evolve with life we're meant to evolve and and the more resistance we put up the slower we evolve that don't mean that's the slower the individual evolve but the world continues to evolve you know and that's something that we uh as a people as a human race we gotta realize that talk about anything sure can <laughs> any i'm trying to tell you <laughs> topics you know they they just they're a dime a dozen mm-hmm. i honestly i just would i would just really really put emphasis on those actionable steps that you that you mentioned because not just because they sound good because it works mm-hmm. it works mm-hmm. we both we're both doing it and it's not about what you have to show what you're doing Right. It's not about what you have. It's not about the materials at all. The materials are just that materials. Material. Yeah. yeah, it's about the character and the and the morals and the virtue that you that's built within your foundation and how you feel. I think people have to understand that material at one at some point is going to lose value and it's going to perish. Metals deteriorate over time. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, wood. Deteriorates over time. Every, mm-hmm. everything, everything we put value on, right? Mm-hmm. Except he, ourselves. People, but that, but that's how. That's another tact. That's a whole another tactic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's putting all the focus outward, but really the focus is inward, and that will bring that will if the if we focus on the inside, really nurturing ourselves and learning who we are and building, realizing our self worth on the inside will literally manifest around us. And that's we what. Live but in you peace. just said a key point: self worth. That's what people have to get to. You have to yeah. understand that you you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. The mechanics of what you got here were so complex, and at any time you or your mother who carried you could have been gone so you're mm-hmm. here for a reason you mm-hmm. came out to shoot for a reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was telling my niece the other day about materialism or whatever and just like be, like i'm like because she said something about like money i said you're putting a monetary value on i think she said like a million dollars she's like well, if i just had like a million dollars i'm like do you know what a million dollars <laughs> could do i would pay off my debts mm-hmm. i would um buy my brother and my sister a house Cause that's how you build wealth. Mm-hmm. I would um, give some to charity, and the rest, I probably save it away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but cause she was putting 
value on money to happiness. I said, Khadija, you see these people out here? They have X, Y, and Z. I said, are, but I said, are they happy though? Definitely. She couldn't answer the question. No, because they're not. No. Nine times out of ten, they're not. Those people on Instagram flexing, they that's what it is. It's a flex. Anybody are they happy though? No. 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 Because look at all the energy you have to do to pretend that you're happy. That is so much time? work. Yes. Who had time for that? <laughs> Let me just be happy. How your to happiness yeah. is tied to your overall being your overall spiritual being yes are you happy that's the thing yeah. are you happy with what you got there's Is some people happy? who don't have a pot to piss in but they happy yeah, yeah. especially people in like third world countries or whatever mm-hmm. i mean some of them are oppressed don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. there's some of them when you see them on the, when he, you know like camera crews come explore them or whatever yeah the kids the kids look happy because they don't they don't know and they've been taught to appreciate and Right. We got. We have this. Not only that, I said Khadija I held up my cell phone. Then I said, "Don't have distractions." Yeah, these are all distractions. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. They are handy tools mm-hmm. when you know when you know, know how, how to do use it. them. Yeah. Yep. Very handy tools. Social media is a handy tool. The telephone is a handy tool. The internet is a handy tool if you know, know how, to how to use it. You know, and not get caught up in the ways that it can be used because it can be used all kind of ways now i'm gonna tell you it's my mission to just like what we're doing like i wanna i wanna be that that constant i wanna be i am I am a beam of light, a beacon of light. And you know what? There are, you're a beacon of light. And there's so many beacon world. We're really all a beacon of light. It's just some of us a little dull. No, it's just, I'm over here getting emotional because I realize that I wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for you. You, you were so, oh, oh my God. <laughs> if my, if my niece could see me right now, it's called me a robot. I'm over here crying. <laughs> No, that's real. That's what's up. You got it. I mean, that's all like. I wouldn't be a friend. How in the world could I truly be a friend to not recognize? Like, hold up. You know what I mean? Like, I see you. I see how you move. Your principles. You know what I mean? How just how you move. Uh uh-uh. uh. We need you. We need you on what you doing and more. What you doing? We need you. We need you on film. Don't worry about it. We coming. <laughs> We coming. But you understand what I'm saying? We need, these are the voices we need. People, so, they look out to Hollywood or Atlanta or wherever. You know, all of these places that's doing it. That's what's up. You know, keep doing it. But but neglect to look in the mirror or at the neighbor. Or what's local? We gotta start. We gotta start. Somebody gotta start right here. No, I know. I know. I feel blessed with. I I realize that there's so many so many people that I've like either they just fell by the wayside or I just purposely kicked out of my life. Yeah. But I realize that where I'm right now, uh, a lot has certain people in place. Yes. To help me, and it was yes. you. It was um Imam uh Hawk Muhammad. I'm doing Hawk Muhammad. Mm-hmm. My mom, my brother, my sister. Like they all said, make a podcast. But you were the one that said. <laughs> I forgot what it was. I think I wanted to be on yours. And yeah. you were like, girl, make your own podcast. Yes. I was like, 
I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And look at you. What season you in? Three. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you haven't heard, go back and stream season one and two. I'm telling you, like, the, the content you give is needed. It's solid. It's relatable. It We need it. I'm a fan. Thank you. I'm a fan. So, definitely, girl, we need you. We need you and everything <laughs> like you. She got, she got a little water out of my eyes. <laughs> I wish Khadija could see this right now. <laughs> call me a robot. That is too cute. <laughs> like, I never see you cry. Because <laughs> you don't be in the right place at the right time. Right? <laughs> I have feelings. Okay. You have a book out and it's called Press On Awareness to Overcome All While Healing Debts of the Heart, Mind, and Soul by C.C. Robinson. That's, y'all need to read that book for real. I'm telling Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm telling y'all if, y'all, if y'all saw my sticky notes in my book. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you and this. you can be found where? You can find you can find me everywhere. Nah, um, my YouTube, YouTube, come see me. Awakened, um, that is my channel, and that's also my social media. Awakened, A W A Y K E N N E D. Yes, it is slightly misspelled, but not really. It's not misspelled. Exactly. See, what is misspelled? What is misspelled? Yeah, what is misspelled? That's another. Who? That's another topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Exactly. I'm glad we're on the same level. Oh, but yeah. Awaken. You can find me on YouTube. Awaken. If you want to see my little um, concepts that I play with, I'm on TikTok and um, on Instagram. Awakened. And you have a podcast? I do. You can find that. It's the Vibe Clinic. You know what I'm saying? It's where we healing where we at. You know, for real, you know, it's about, you know, getting our vibe, becoming one with self and getting our vibe in order so that we can feel better to then see better and experience better. You heard it from resource people. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much to the conversation piece for having me. Thank You're you. Akila. You're I welcome. want to come back. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all the support. For those of you who follow me on Spotify and don't want to miss out on any new episodes, turn on the notification button. You can also find the Conversation Peace podcast on Google Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Pocket Cast, RadioPublic.com, Breaker.audio, and Anchor.fm backslash Akila Lynch, spelled A-Q-U-I-L-A dash L-Y-N-C-H. Thank you for your support. Thank you again. 
for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Peace Podcast. I am your humble host, Akila, requesting that you join me again. So until then, be safe, love and value yourself so that you can love and value others. I bid you adieu with the greeting, assalamu alaikum, peace be with you.